Blog Talk Radio. Hablamos español. But we speak English too. Your music lives here. If you love our music, you can take us anywhere now. With our app. Con la música que pega. Dura, dura, dura. Que dura más arriba porque tú te ves bien. Con la música que pega. Música y más variedad todo el tiempo. Your favorite artists are right here. Yeah. Sirius XM Channel 470. It's Film Festival Radio, the show where superstars and future stars happily coexist together. And now here's your host, Janice Malone. Okay, we are back with more uh, Film Festival Radio Show. And before we get to our first guest, want to bring to your attention some auditions. We've got a couple of auditions. Uh, boy, we have a, just a lot. We have a lot of auditions, and you guys really do love them. And so uh, we get such a great response from these audition notices. So always remember, if you are a new listener, anytime... Because we have to, you know, we have to kind of read fast and hurry along here. But anytime that you hear an audition, if you want to try out for it, and if you don't have a pen or paper to write it down, the email address of what you need to do, it's okay. Just email us. Email us. Info at filmfestivalradio.com. And we will be more than happy. Just tell us which audition notice that you need to uh, get the details, and we'll just forward it to you without a problem. It's no problem. You know, it's not like we got a lot to do. Well, actually, we do have a lot to do, but for you, the listeners, we gladly answer your emails. So let's roll it. Okay, here we go. There is a new reality show coming on board here. So attention, all divorced exes. Yes, if you are divorced, you're an ex, and you want to get back into the dating pool. That can be a little tricky, especially if you were married for a number of years or so. And it's a whole different world, of course, out here with this dating. Well, anyway, if you are an ex, you're divorced, you want to get back into the dating pool, there is a relationship-style television show coming to our television sets very soon. And the producers and the creators for this show are the same people who created MTV's smash hit dating show, Are You the One? You guys have watched Are You the One? Of course you have. Well, the same people who created that great show, they are putting together this new show. And they're looking for divorced exes who are trying to find true love again. And they're giving uh, you exes out there all the tools, the latest tools and trends that you need to have for today's modern dating world. Hopefully you can find the, a new person. And maybe you might even like each other. So anyway, once again, if you are an ex, you're divorced, and you want to get back on the dating scene, there's a new reality show that's being put together, and they are looking all over the nation for people like you. 
Now, this is what you need to do. Uh, you, this is all initially by email. You need to send your first and last name, a contact telephone number, the city and state where you live, and also send any links to your social media pages. You know the ones, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, etc. So, yeah, send all of that. Your name, first and last name, contact phone number, city and state where you live, uh, and the links to any of your social media pages. And send that to this email address, divorcecasting20 at gmail.com. Pretty simple. Uh, again, divorcecasting20, the number T, number 20 at gmail.com. And they're going to do the interviews uh, online. And of course, this is all remotely done. And they plan on a filming starting in March. So um, be prepared if you are selected. And if you are selected, all COVID safety health protocols will be in place if you are selected to go into an in-person interview later on. And you will be compensated if you are selected. That's not a bad deal, I think. And you get to be on national television, of course. Okay, and to further keep the whole uh, relationship vibe going, our second audition is another nationwide casting. They're looking this time for couples who married in secret. And now they are ready to tell the world, their friends and family, uh, they're ready to tell everybody, hey, guess what? We're married. We got married, even though we've been keeping it a secret from you guys. Yeah, we're married. So if that is you, if that is your situation, that you are now legally, officially married, but your friends and family do not know it, this new television show is looking for you. And this is from an Emmy-winning production company. It is a major production company. And the show, once it's all put together, will air on a major cable network, okay? So once again, if you and your spouse are secretly married and nobody knows it, or are you, you keeping the current marriage really quiet, really on the hush-hush, this is the show for you. Yeah, major cable network is going to air it, and a major production company is going to put it all together. So this is what you need to do. You need to send your first and last name, your contact telephone number, the city and state where you live, and a brief description about your situation. Why did you keep your marriage secret, and why are you ready to let everybody know about it now? Yeah, why now? Okay, and also a recent picture, yeah, a recent picture of yourselves, the, the couple, you, the happily married but secretly married couple. Uh, you need to send, yeah, you need, is that, yeah, of course. Somebody tried to get my attention. Yeah, you need to send that all to this email address, casting at tfccasting.com. That's the email address. Casting at T as in Tom, F as in Frank, casting.com. And once again, send your first and last name, your contact phone number, the city and state where you live, and a brief description of your situation and why you kept your marriage a secret and why now? Why are you wanting to share your great marriage announcement to the world? Why now? What's better about now is 
opposed to when you first got married. And send recent photos of you and your significant other. And please send that in JPEG format, okay? Good luck. Yeah, so we've got two national auditions here. So if you are selected, it's all going to initially go online as far as the, um, you know, the, the, the initial process. And then if you are selected to go in person, again, this audition as well as the first one, they will also be following COVID-19 protocol health guidelines if you are asked to come in person later on. But we got to first get past the online stuff. Okay, you got it? So don't forget, if you need to reach us, you need the information again, we are at info at filmfestivalradio.com, and we'll be more than happy to forward that information to you. Okay, we're going to take another quick break, and we'll be right back with more of Film Festival Radio after this break. Okay, we are back with more of Film Festival Radio show. want to thank our previous guest, uh, Andrewian, for chatting with us about her latest book and television show, Season 3 of Cosmos, Possible Worlds, new book by the same title, and airs right there on the Fox Television Network. And again, it is hosted by famed astrophysicist Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson. We've got to get Dr. Neil on this show as well. I'm a big fan of his, too. So, okay, let's roll right on to our next guest. Our next guest is a very multi-talented filmmaker, director, writer, producer, and there's another profession that he's known by that's going to really surprise you. I'll tell you more about that in a minute. But we're talking about Scott Pryor, and Scott has a new movie that is is really doing his thing and just showing out at the box office. It's a totally independent film, but it has landed on the top 10 list at the box office for over four weeks and also has become number six on the all-time box office list for self-distributed movies. And in this age and era of COVID-19, that is doing more than quite well. Well, the title of the film is Tulsa. And no, it is not about Tulsa, Oklahoma. I got relatives there. Thank you. Hi. But it's not about the city, Tulsa, Oklahoma. It is about... Uh, the lead actress, she's a little girl in the film, and her the character is named Tulsa. And so the film is, is a faith-based themed film. And synopsis about an alcoholic biker who comes face to face with his demons when he meets the nine-year-old daughter by the name of Tulsa, and he never knew that she existed. Yeah, I mean, this, this movie will... will You're going to cry. You're going to cry. I'm telling you, you can't help it. It's not a sad movie, but you're just going to cry. Just just get ready. But it's a good thing. It's a good thing. It really is. The actress, the little girl who stars as Tulsa is named Livy Birch. And oh my goodness, you talking about talented. She's nine years old in the film. And, um, You just got to go see it. You just got to go see it. It is just, she just does an amazing job. The film also stars veteran actress Anne-Marie Johnson. And oh my God, we've seen Anne-Marie on television shows since I was almost a little girl. Not that she's old. She's just started real, real young, like most of us. And also, 
also uh, the film stars John Snyder. Yes, that John Snyder. Of course, he's done so many films, but the world really got to know him on the old uh, hit show, CBS show, Dukes of Hazard. And so John Snyder stars as a doctor in the film. So again, the movie is Tulsa, and uh, our featured guest, Scott Pryor, he is the lead male actor in the film, along with being the co-writer of the script and the director. And if that's not enough, Scott is also a trial lawyer. So he's one of those people, uh, I call people who are mostly talented like that, I say they have superpowers. So being a lawyer is one of his superpowers, a writer, an actor, a director, he's just got it all going on. So let's bring Scott Pryor on to give us more insight about his new film, Tulsa, and uh, just just get all the lowdown on Tulsa, which, by the way, this storyline was based on a true story uh, about one of his uh, real-life cases. So let's bring Scott on now, and we'll get more details about his new film, Tulsa. Well, hello, Mr. Scott Pryor. I am just been anxious to talk to you about this fantastic film. I guess you don't need me to no. tell you how great it is. The, the numbers are proving how great it is. <laughs> Good oh, well, please, please, please feel free to talk to me about how fantastic it is. <laughs> wow. When you're when you're slugging it out in the trenches, sometimes uh, sometimes it gets uh, just a little lonely, but but it's all uh, it's all good. Oh yeah, it's. I don't know who this is. We need to shut this off. Somebody is trying to tell me something, but forget that. Okay, yes. I saw the film over the weekend, and it just, oh, it made me cry. It made me cheer. It just brings out all of the human emotions. And I just want to say congratulations on landing in the top ten in the, the U.S. box office for the last, what, six weeks almost now? Is that it? I think I think we're on our fifth week run. I think we're getting ready to run into our sixth week. I think on Friday. Friday will be week number six. So, and we've got more theaters reaching out. So, thank you so much, and thank you for that feedback. That means a lot to us. Um, that certainly means a lot to us because when, you know, that's why we do. That's what honestly, that's why we create films. Um, our 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 uh, barometer is how many people we can help and how many people the film will affect, and that's really why we do it. So I appreciate, I always appreciate, you know, great feedback on films, uh, the films that we do. So thank you for that, Janice. Well, it's, you're doing such a fantastic job. So, well, so okay, let's just dig into the nuts and bolts of this film. Uh, the title again is Tulsa, but it's not about the city of Tulsa. Uh, so give, tell everybody the, the your synopsis about it. Sure, sure. So Tulsa, um, Tulsa is about it, it, it's a daddy long lost uh, daughter love story. So we find uh, we 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 start the movie. We find Tommy Colston is one of the two main characters, and Tommy's just hanging on the edge of life. I mean, he's just barely hanging on, and he's honestly he's kind of over everything. He's been through major tragedy in his past. He suffered from PTSD. He's got alcohol, prescription uh, drug addiction. That's how he's dealing with it, and he's not being successful. Um, and then uh, right, at the, right at the point where he's the lowest of low in his life, he gets a call um, from one of his friends saying that they have found his daughter, Tulsa. And he's like, what? You know, like swimming in the ocean. Um, you're treading water, trying to survive, and then somebody hands you a baby. 
I, th- I forget which comedian uh, said that. It, that's kind of where Tommy is like, what? And so he's not ready to be a father. He's certainly not ready to be a father. He's in no condition. And um, he agrees to meet this little girl. Uh, again, he's, he's not ready to be a father. And, and Tulsa, uh, played by Libby Burch, she's a force to be, to be reckoned with. I mean, she is, um, she is a ball of fire. And uh, she uh, just injects herself into Tommy's life, whether he wants it or not, and he does not want it. And so there's a lot of friction up front, and um, obviously that leads to a lot of humor. And so then, um, you know, originally the first act, they're, uh, you know, kind of fighting each other. But then as the story progresses, um, we round the corner and they start fighting for each other. So it's definitely a story of um, love. It's a story of redemption. It's a story of... uh, you know, just we want to we want to shed some sunlight on everybody's hearts and souls with the movie, especially during um, these times. You know, you've got COVID and the uncertainty of the future. You've got an election year. You've got all the political unrest in the country and, and just so much going on in the world. A lot of uh, kind of a dark cloud. And so we consciously made the choice to release Tulsa. We knew it was a huge risk. And, um, you know, we have two major hurdles that we have to get through. One convincing people that their theater is open and, you know, not clearly not all theaters are opening, uh, but that is a big, uh, that is a big um, hurdle. And then the second thing of course is COVID and a lot of people are afraid to go out of their homes because of COVID, but we've actually got some feedback where, where people have reached out to us um, on our webpage, you know, TulsaTheMovie.com where, you know, they say, you know, I've been quarantined this whole time. We haven't left the house, but we went out and saw Tulsa, and it was so worth it. Thank you so much. So that, you know, obviously that feedback really, really um, inspires us and, uh, you know, helps us to, to think that we made the right decision. Um, so anyhow, so that's, that's a brief synopsis. Wow. Uh, the timing could not have been more perfect, even though we are in the midst of a pandemic. But what, is, what do you think it is about the film? Because it's, to me, it's the story in a film, even if it wasn't a pandemic. I think people would still resonate to this story. So what do you think that it is about the script that the people are loving? Sure. Um, no, I appreciate that. That's a good question. So what I would say is, um, you know, as a writer, and we have, uh, you know, I, I, was, I was helped with uh, Ty Martino and my wife as well. My wife's not credited as a writer. But what I like to do is take – take real life characters and I like to take, take flawed characters and I like to go down and kind of torture the soul of the character. And I think that's where people connect, you know, they connect with, with individuals who aren't Superman or, or Superwoman. I mean, this is a person who's having issues and I want, I want the audience to fight for these different characters and fight for the story and fight for these relationships. I want the audience to, to invest in that. And so um, I think that you do that through a character's weakness. We spend a lot of time, a lot of time developing the characters and developing the story. Um, And again, having a, we like to take real world issues, um, you know, like the prescription drug issue. I mean, so many people are are, are dying from that. It's, it's, that's its own pandemic. Um, And so we like to take just real life situations and real life issues that people are struggling with and weave those into our characters' lives and then tell a story that's not just boring and predictable. We want to tell a story um, that moves and, you know, you think it's going to go left and it goes right. And so we, you know, that's, that's our commitment. I think um, 
I think our commitment to telling a you know really 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 strong story with strong characters um, that will move you emotionally. I feel I feel like that's where that's kind of um, that's one of our strengths as as writers and as a team is really really telling that story uh, that that's moving and, and can really move you emotionally. And um, so we're just we have a very strong commitment to storytelling and, and we do multiple versions of of the outline of the story, then we go to a, to a um, first draft and we do multiple, 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 multiple um, rewrites of the, of the draft. And, and we just take every scene and every scenario and really work it through it and digest it and say, does this make logical sense? Does it make sense to the story? Does it advance the story? So a lot of, lot of time on story prep, we just don't throw it together. So um, that's just kind of our process. And, and I think that's where we've found success in the, in the past and hopefully with this one as well. Wow. Here you are. You're an actor, writer, director of, of Tulsa, but you are also a trial lawyer. That is amazing, Scott. So, <laughs> so what came first for you with, with all this talent? So um, what came first? Well, honestly, I, I started acting um, – you know, I started acting in, in you know, grade school and high school, but it was not a liberal arts school or anything like that. Uh, but I got, I got the taste of it. We created skits in, in my high school. Just one of my teachers would have us create skits in class, and they were over the top and comedic and crazy. And then, as an actor, I'd be asked to get, you know, be in other people's skits because they liked what I did. And I, I just didn't even think I was that funny or whatever. But um, so that that got my that kind of wet my appetite. Uh, and then right after high school, I actually went in the Marine Corps. And so then all the creative juices kind of stepped aside. And then I went to, you know, undergraduate and then law school, of course. Um, and what I found is in law school, and then I started being, you know, practice attorney as a trial lawyer, I felt where we were successful in our cases. And I do very serious, um, big, serious injury cases, and I do wrongful death cases. So, you know, semi truck runs over somebody and kills them. And it's, you know, the, the, the company's fault, I will then fight for the insurance company so that my clients would be, be made whole. So, um, so what I found is our success in the law practice was based on, I would really sit down with the clients and say, you know, who, you know, who is this person? In my mind, I say, who is this person? What makes them tick? Um, you sit down and, and obviously you're, you're empathetic. Um, but also I'm, I'm looking at, you know, both the, kind of uh, analyzing their life and, and what's going to connect with the jury, what part of their story connects with me that, that, that makes my heart, um, you know, sad or, or just, you know, what about this person makes them special? And I, and I need to find that out. And that's not, I'm not, I'm not just saying that you have to do that in order to be effective with the jury. Why does a jury care? Why does a judge care? So, so we found that um, in t- telling our client stories um, in front of a jury, that's where we, we became very, very effective. And so then we just kind of translated that love of storytelling to the big screen. And, and uh, I don't want to say it's, it's a giant leap, but just, you know, the, the law practice keeps, keeps us grounded. Um, you're dealing with real life tragedies day after day after day. You're getting calls on just peculiar issues and people who've just been hurt and just they're in different um, you know, different places in life. And so that, that of course, informs the storytelling um, on our parts. And, of course, Tulsa was inspired by true events. It was inspired by several cases and 
that I've worked on and families that we've helped. So again, the, the, the rawness of, of being an attorney, just kind of everything you see, uh, that definitely helps with the storytelling. And, and um, so, so that's where the, those two worlds kind of come together. Well, do you still have your law firm? Uh, gosh, do you have time to deal with law? Um, I do. I do have my law firm. So uh, it's got prior law, and we go nationwide on, on uh, big cases. But keep in mind, whether it's prior entertainment or Scott prior law, I have a team of people in place um, in each organization, a team of people where I've cultivated, we've cultivated just great, great hard workers, who've come like on the, on the law side, I've, I've had, uh, my employees have been with me for a long time. So of course there's, um, I've, I've, I have a lot of help. And so we, we've designed the law practice to where I can go in and maximize my strengths, but also same, same with uh, developing, you know, scripts and, and, um, the acting and the producing and all that. So we do, you know, we kind of work on both all the time. Uh, and, you know, honestly, it takes a lot of discipline, a lot of commitment. Um, you know, we don't, we don't vacation probably as, as much as we need to, but, but we're happy to, you know, we're passionate, you know, it, it's our passion. And so, um, so yeah, but, but again, this isn't just me, you know, going about it by myself. This, this is, you know, really, really great people who've been drawn to both. Uh, and, and the bottom line is helping people, whether it's law or film, we want to help people. And so, um, and one, of course, kind of serves the other. The fact that I have my own practice allows me the, um, uh, you know, I, I previously have funded these films through the law practice. I'm going to get away from that because we've had people reach out. They want to help us start uh, funding the films and all that. But, um, but one serves the other and one helps the other. And uh, I get a lot of inspiration from the cases and clients that I serve. Uh, and so again, it's, it's, uh, it's mutually beneficial, I guess, but it is, uh, I won't lie. It is, it is a lot of work, but if you just chip away at it every day, we just, uh, we just keep going. Wow. Well, having success at the box office will definitely bring out those investors. Believe me. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Well, let's get back to, to, um, the film itself. John Snyder is one of the cast members, uh, along with so many other great cast members. But, oh, my God, as we, you were saying earlier, Livy Birch uh, stars as Tulsa, and she is just an adult in an 11-year-old, 9-year-old body. She is so, so talented. How did you find Livy? So we just, honestly, all the cast was, was excellent. Um, so I enjoyed working with them all. We had a Jordan Brown casting here in Atlanta. They, uh, you know, they, they put it out. We had 9,000 submissions for all the cast. And so uh, it was just exciting who came in. And there was there's some very serious talent. Um, and so Livy, of course, did a great job. She's, she's uh, supported by a great family. She's very mature, uh, especially for her age. And, you know, it's fun working with her. You know, we, we definitely did some rehearsals. And then we did an Airbnb uh, house where, Livy and her mom stayed with me and my wife and some of the other producers. So we got to, we got to kind of spend some time um, outside of the, the actual filmmaking where, you know, we're talking and just kind of getting to know each other. And um, she's, she's very spunky and, and a strong personality. Um, and, and her mom as well. And they're just great. Actually, they're, they're good. They're friends of ours to this day. We still keep in touch. And uh, so it was, it was a lot of fun and we would kind of stay in character and play jokes on each other in character off of uh off of the set 
um, you know, she'd get she'd get some cupcakes and say, "Hands off, Tommy!" And then I would hide the cupcakes, of course, and say, "Tulsa, the cupcakes are amazing. Thank you so much." And so it was just fun. And then you know, I, you know, we just got to spend time together and, and talk about you know the characters and and that sort of thing. So it was uh, it was it was fantastic. And of course, working with John Schneider, that uh, you know, I was I've been watching John since I was a little kid. So I was a huge bucket list uh, uh, moment for me to work with John and. We uh, went out, and I'm a big car guy, so we got in a, kind of got the police called on us. Uh, well, actually, we we had a, we had a couple run-ins with law due to due to some uh, fast driving uh, off the set, but uh, but all all is well. And um, the other cast members were awesome. Uh, Nicole Marine Johnson, um, who played my love interest, and then um, Kristen Brock, uh, Cameron Arnett is amazing. Cameron's and uh, does a does a lot of. Uh, a lot of filming and high in demand actor and Cameron was great. We just had lunch with him and he was sitting me down and give me some, some uh, advice some veteran advice in the industry. And so um, again, many other actors and actresses, Mike Milligan, um, Cedric Greenway. And, and uh, just, we just had such a great cast and uh, great crap. Excuse me. I'm talking too fast. Great cast, great crew, um, the producers and just all the help. We filmed in Augusta and Augusta, Georgia and, and the people and the towns and actually the churches, um, the, the local businesses, the local people, they were so helpful in us, us filming there. I filmed there in a heartbeat. Um, they filmed some films out there, but I would not hesitate to film in Augusta again. Now, I saw, because I'm one of those people who loves to read uh, liner notes and, and credits and such, and uh, I saw where Lizzie uh, wrote one of the songs in the soundtrack. Yes. Um, so she she wrote uh, yeah she wrote a song. Livy uh, plays ukulele and I think she plays guitar. So um, you know we always as creators you know it's it's like that uh, the old stone soup story. I don't know if anyone knows it, but uh, you know you you just create a pot of soup and just every person kind of brings something different and you throw it in and hopefully flavor it up. And so anytime they're. Uh, Outside of that, we, we try to incorporate that if it fits and serves the story. And so we thought, hey, let's let's throw that in. So she's playing, you know, uh, obviously in the film, but uh, she did her own song for the soundtrack. So it's really cool. That is, that's, again, just the range of talent this young lady has. I mean, she's another little Jodie Foster when Jodie was that age uh, easily. So, yeah. Yeah, you really picked a, a winner with all of your cast members there. It sounds like John Snyder has still got some of that Dukes of Hazard uh, in his bloodstream. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. We uh, we uh, well, he got me out of a ticket because I was we were cooking. I mean, we were flying. Um, I I, got, I picked him up from the Atlanta airport, and he was tired. It was late at night. His, everything was delayed, and we had to get back and. So I was flying, and so he got me a ticket. And then the next, the next day, uh, we so we filmed all night for John. And so I said, uh, I said, John, I've got a Dodge Hellcat. I'm a big muscle car guy and fast car guy. And so I said, Hey, I got a Hellcat, which is a you know 707 horsepower to the back tire. And I said, Hey, let's let's take it out, you know, at lunch, which is lunch for us. We're filming all night. It's midnight, so we ate real fast. We we uh, took the car out, and first he drove, and then I drove, and and he drove again, and so we were, um, you know, we were doing stunts. We did it safely, but uh, we uh, raised a little bit of eyebrows, and the police were called. <laughs> so we ended up 
parking and our, our locations person's like right inside the building, you know, the police are looking for you. And so anyhow, so they, uh, so, but we, again, everything, everything was safe, but, uh, we did have some fun, um, you know, kind of deuce of hazard style, I guess. It sounds like, and I, I, I bet that police officer, did he, did he ask for John's autograph or, or what? So the first, the, on the way, on the way, how John got me out of the ticket the first night was, uh, John just said, "Hey, you know, yeah." So, so yes, he, he gave his autograph out to police officers, and they were they were uh, very happy, and and uh, they agreed to let us out of a ticket. He said, "My friend, you know, I do this for my friend." And so he so he got me out of a ticket. The second night, we just ran upstairs. We parked car, ran upstairs in the building, and they uh, they didn't know uh, because the Hellcat is a modified car, so they thought it was a Camaro, but it's actually. Uh, a Dodge Hellcat. So they were looking for a Camaro. I was like, ah, no Camaro around here. I haven't seen any Camaro, which is the truth. But uh, yeah, we we ran upstairs and uh, and uh, started filming again. And so we we uh, didn't get in trouble uh, oh, the second night. So that's good. I tell you, even during the making of a film, guys will be guys when it comes to cars. But <laughs> it's just it's that's just, right, absolutely. Yeah, it's just in your it's just in the DNA for men and the cars. But I just admit, I love cars. I love vintage old old cars, like from the fifties and forties. And oh yeah, yeah, that's one of my favorite things. Well, oh, I, I do too. Yeah, last question here for you. Uh, what's next on the list of agenda for you as far as film projects? Sure. So. Um, so Tulsa, of course, Tulsa is our third film. Uh, the first film we did was The List, and that's out, that's out there in distribution. If you go to priorentertainment.com, uh, you'll see you know our different projects we've done. Um, all of them, I'm not trying to brag, but all of them have won awards. Um, and so then The List is our first one. Now there's a million um, movies called The List. So if you go to Prior Entertainment, you know you can you can see where where that uh, where you can find that in distribution. Um, and then our second one was Black Bear, and Black Bear was released last summer, and now it's being released international. So literally, as we're doing Tulsa, we're um, negotiating uh, internationally. And as a matter of fact, Japan just released it. So we just got a, a message from uh, a young person in Japan who said, this is my favorite movie ever. So I thought that was really cool. Really nice. And in Japan, they actually changed the, they asked if they could change the name of the film and the movie poster. And I said, yeah, that's fine. And so they called, I think it's, I think it's called the sniper, a solitary man. And, uh, so it was really, uh, that was, that's pretty cool to, to, to hear the, um, you know, hear the feedback from these different films. Um, and, uh, as a matter of fact, just one quick story. So the list, our very first, first film we did in 2013, uh, it was, I think it was released in 2015 into um, just different distributors. And it's just out there, and there wasn't a lot of money for marketing. I mean, hardly any money for marketing. It's just out there. And so we get messages. So we got a message from a lady in um, – she was in Canada. And she said uh, – she messaged us on, on social media and said, hey, I just want to let you know that I watched the list, and, and I feel that, uh, that God gave me the strength to call the suicide hotline. And so she proceeded to tell us how, you know, she was kind of at the end of her rope and watched the list, which was our first movie. And just, it just encouraged her to, to call the suicide hotline. Of course, we immediately began a dialogue with her of, you know, what's going on and how could we help? And, and, um, you know, that's why we do the films, of course, is to help people. And so that was really, that was really amazing. So in terms of, to answer your question, not get too far off track. And, um, so upcoming projects, we've actually, 
we try to we try to write um, you know as often as we can just because that process takes so long to develop you know really good scripts so um, we've got several scripts one is uh, one is an action script uh, concerning Isis and I won't give anything away but it's it's uh, it's a very very strong action script and so we're looking to partner with some other producers on that film it's a little uh, bigger of a budget and then um, we're actually doing a mental health script of kind of your everyday family dealing with mental health issues uh, again we like to look at what's going on in the world what are people struggling with what are what are the issues that are relevant today in people's lives and um, I think the mental health you know people talk about it but we want to show a family who's your everyday average family who's dealing with different, each family member's dealing with different issues. Um, and we want to do, you know, obviously drama, but hopefully add in some comedy there so it's not not too heavy um, like we did with Tulsa. So we're dealing with uh, a couple of those scripts, and then um, and then we'll see. I think that um, typically I, I when people see some of our projects, I'm asked from time to time to be in other people's projects as an actor, and so... I'm going to start exploring that a little more. Um, so, you know, people, different people talk to me about that. And so I think that um, I'm going to be heading that direction more. I just, I, I personally love, I love making films, but I also love acting, um, love acting. And I, I want to act more than, more than I do. So, so that's kind of uh, the future, our future, I believe. Oh man, Scott, you have all of these superpowers and talent. You're actor, you're producer, writer, director, Lawyer, oh my goodness! Can I just borrow one of those talents that you have? <laughs> hey, well, thank you, thank you so much for saying that. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, like I said, sometimes it feels a, a bit lonely when you're uh, just working and working and working and working and working. So it's it's a lot of work, um, and then you know you, a project comes out, and then it's a whole lot of work, and then a project comes out. So I appreciate you saying that. Well, um, it's good. It's very good. It's all paying off for sure, obviously. Um, okay, okay. So now I see where the the uh, film Tulsa is in Regal Cinema Theaters across the country. Uh, is there any other ways other than Regal that people can see it now or in the immediate future, or what? Yes. So, so the main, so the so the main way to see where the film is playing is to go to go to Prior Entertainment Oh, hold on. I'm sorry. Okay, my wife keeps me in, keeps me in line. She keeps me on track. She's the she's the secret sauce. Truly, she's okay. the secret sauce. Um, so she said the the ple- the best place to go is Fandango because actually it's in more we're in less uh, regals than we are all sorts of other independent theaters. So and and the list of theaters like we're adding like constantly is is states are adding movie theaters like. You know, in between interviews, we're looking at um, the the other theaters in different places in the country who want to pick us up. So that is actually a rolling list, which is a good thing. Um, so the best thing to do is go to Fandango, but also we post a list at at uh, TulsaTheMovie.com as well uh, of where um, in what cities the film is playing. So if they jump on Fandango, now here's the thing: sometimes Fandango, like the movie came out on say Friday, Fandango might not pick it up until like Saturday. So, um, so just be, you know, I guess for people out there and of course this is all because of COVID just be vigilant because we are, uh, we are certainly, um, different, uh, 
different theaters and that's expanding so it's important for people to understand that that's very good news you're succeeding in spite of covid that's that's what you guys are doing oh thank you so good well scott prior man of all of these super talents superpower talents as i like to say when people are multi-talented i really want to have you back on the show with your next project your next film or whether you're starring in it or behind the scenes just would love to chat with you some more. So thank you for being thank our guest. You. Thank you so thank much. Thank you, Janice. Okay. Janice, thank you so thank you so much for having me. We'd love to be on your show. We appreciate the opportunity to be on your show. Okay, and same here. And we'll see you at the movie theaters with all of your work. We'll see you then. Hopefully, we don't want to see you in court though, because we don't want that. Well, unless I represent you. Exactly. If I represent you, you want to. No, I'm good. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Good, good. Well, thank you, Janine. Thank you so much. If you need anything, please reach out to us and let us know. I sure will, Ben. Thank you again, and have a wonderful rest of the week. Thanks. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another edition of Film Festival Radio. With your host, Janice Malone. Be sure to download this and other episodes at filmfestivalradio.com. hurt that boy like that.